the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Democrats should cop an insanity plea. And we're not talking about Hunter Biden or his old man either. They should plead insanity when it comes to transgender issues. That's what the Democrats should plead insanity about. There was testimony today in front of a House Judiciary Subcommittee uh, to discuss the dangers and due process violations of gender-affirming care, quote-unquote. And the Democrats accused the Republicans of discrimination against a small minority and, of course, accused them of being bigots for questioning it. And they kept doing it even after hearing this from Paula Scanlon, who was on the Penn swimming team and had to put up with the vomit-inducing sight of a man named Will Thomas posing as a woman in her team's locker room. This is representative of a greater issue, the destruction of free speech. Today, any discussion maintaining the sanctity of women's faces is labeled transphobic, bigoted, and hateful. What's bigoted and hateful is the discrimination against women and the efforts to erase women and our equal opportunities, dignity, and safe spaces. One might ask, why do I speak so passionately about issues that seem hypothetical or some may perceive as only impacting a small number of women? This is not hypothetical. This is real. I know women who have lost roster spots and spots on the podium. I know of women with sexual trauma who are adversely impacted by having biological males in their locker room without their consent. I know this because I am one of these women. I was sexually assaulted on June 3rd of 2016. I was only 16 years old. I was able to forgive my attacker, but violence against women still exists. Let us not forget the viral Me Too movement that empowered female victims to speak up. It casts a spotlight on the widespread prevalence of sexual assault and abuse, including in scholarly and educational institutions. Individuals on this committee have previously stated violence against women is all too common. I am grateful for those members who have brought awareness to the violence against women in the past, but unfortunately, there's still much to be done. As a sexual assault survivor, many policies pushed today completely ignore my experiences and many women like me. I ask the members of this committee, please consider this issue outside the lens of political affiliations and understand the true and maybe they will. But she wrote an op-ed about this in uh, University of Pennsylvania's campus newspaper. And, of course, it was taken down. That's how insane it has become. When we come back, uh, everybody's talking about Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal going down the toilet. And uh, we're going to talk to a well-known local criminal defense attorney, Bill Diffenderfer, about how plea deals work and how he feels about Hunter's deal. And then in our second half hour, speaking of insanity, The daughters of the American Revolution are debating whether to, are you ready, allow men into their organization. Stick around. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you. And without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years. And it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I received every night about the most important issues to read about. 
Pregatopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pregatopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pregatopia Unlimited. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillow sold. Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. This is John Steigerwald. You will receive a queen-size MyPillow for $19.98. Regular price is $69.98 and just $10 more for a king-size. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 800 716 and use promo code STAG. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but need. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800-716-8087. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online with no complicated forms and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos, they've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy, non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. They are our cuddlers and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Uh, in the process of getting our first guest on here and doing a little um, <clears throat> work, but the big story today is about is Hunter Biden's plea dealing, uh, deal going down the toilet. Some of the details about what a sweetheart deal it was, and it uh, may have a lot of people wondering just how these plea deals work. We are going to try to get uh, Bill Diffenderfer uh, on the line. He's been a criminal defense attorney in Pittsburgh for uh, a long time. And uh, you've probably seen him many times on television in some of the biggest uh, cases in Pittsburgh. He's worked on a lot of high-profile cases. But um, the, the big talk in all over the country and all the media is all over this is that Hunter had a sweetheart deal planned, and, uh, or, and it just the, the judge just shut it down. So we'll see if we can find uh, get, get Bill on. But um, a great piece today written by... Um, a guy who's been on this show a few times, Andy McCarthy, you've seen him on Fox News, a former uh, prosecutor. He uh, pretty much blew up the whole thing, and he's, uh, he's, he says if not for the judge, this thing would have gone through, and it sure makes sense to me. The headline of the, uh, the piece that he wrote in the New York uh, 
in the New York Post was uh, the fix was in for Hunter Biden until a hero judge stepped up. Now we've uh, gotten through to Bill Diffenderfer. Uh, talking no about we're talking about plea bargains here. How how common are plea bargains? Extremely common. They happen all the time. I've done John in forty years. I've done some stuff, including federal. Say that again. How many? Oh, I've done thousands of them. Most cases ended up with plea. Most cases end up with plea. Yeah, and and why is that? Well, you you, you know you have you have a case where um, you, you, I mean the, the simple answer is you work it out. For example, you know if if, if there's evidence against your client. Uh, and you're going to go to trial, the prosecutor will come and offer you a lesser charge or whatever, uh, and you go back and forth and back and forth. I mean, there's, there's a million different reasons, but most cases, most criminal cases are pled out, and most pleas have a plea agreement, especially in Allegheny County and especially in federal court. Now, what, what's a plea agreement? A plea agreement is an agreement between the prosecution and the defense as to exactly what charge you're pleading to. Uh, and it also, not, not as common in federal, but in state, it also can incorporate what you agree the sentence will be. Oh. Okay, so, so, for example, if I'm charged with tax evasion, mm-hmm. we'll, go back, we'll go back and forth with the prosecutor. Let's say that they clearly can prove tax evasion. But it, we may be arguing on the amount. How much are you claiming, you know, the amount is? Yeah. And that, that, affects, that affects what the sentencing guidelines are going to be and affects what the ultimate sentence will be. So, for example, if, if it's over a million dollars, I may negotiate where we agree, you know what, rather than going through an extensive trial, let's just agree it's 500000 instead of a million, lowering the, like, the, the guidelines, et cetera. In some rare cases, and I mean rare, in federal court, you also, under 11C of the federal code, can agree to the actual sentence, which you'll say, for example, we'll plead to tax evasion, the amount is uh, 500000 and the sentence will be one year or probation or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's very rare. Usually the sentencing is left up to the judge. And the key is to get, you know, we would fight the amount or, or what we're pleading to, what specific charge we're pleading to, which will affect what guidelines the judge will look at in terms of sentencing. It's complicated, but that, that's the, the best answer I can give you. Well, here, so, so what happens uh, is that um, the prosecution and the defense get together. You come up with uh, a deal, a, bar, a plea bargain, a, pl- a, a plea deal, whatever you want to call it, and then you yeah. show up in court and you, you drop it on the, 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 the judge's uh uh, in front of the judge, and then the judge looks at it and says, "This will work." Does it? Does it have to go to trial, or can it all be done before you show up in front of a judge? No. Here's what happens. Here's what. Here's what typically happens in a federal case. When you when you negotiate a plea agreement, that plea agreement is sent to us in writing from the federal prosecutor. Okay. It's in writing. It's a long letter that outlines the exact terms of the plea agreement. Okay, so and that plea agreement is given to the court before you're in front of the court. So this judge had the plea agreement in writing before she came out on the bench. Do you understand? Yeah. So in the in the so, Hunter Biden yeah. case, she would have had that in front of her. I mean, she had seen it before uh, they showed she, up. Correct. Correct. That's why she was able to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. This thing wasn't just sprung on her, although she got it probably a week before, what I don't know when before, but that plea agreement was already drafted and written and agreed to between the parties. Okay? Yeah. So what what happened in this case, first of all, this case is a total confusing, ridiculous event, for lack of a better word. Is it theater? Stuff, uh, it's not theater. This stuff typically does not happen. Okay. I do believe that the, the, the uh, critics that are talking about this, I think it's totally true that the parties were hoping that the judge would just, on the surface, agree to the agreement and accept it and then schedule a sentencing. Okay? Mm-hmm. In this case, though, it's so unusual with, you know, the, the, the diversionary program he was getting for the gun case, which is 
I've never heard of any diversionary program being offered for a, a felony gun violation. <laughs> it's bizarre. Uh, and then with the uh, agreement to probation, agreeing to the sentence uh, is, is very unusual uh, in this case. So when she looked at it, I mean, she simply asked some, you know, easy questions on, does this cover, you know, the prosecution of all of his outstanding investigations? And, and the prosecutor said no, which I guess surprised the defense. Well, would that have been something that they would that have been something that they thought they had an agreement on before that before they got to the point of being in court? Wait a minute. We, I, I was told that we're not going to have to. We're done. Once we get these this little uh, deal out of the way today, we don't have to worry about any of this other stuff that he's been charged with. And he thought he had a deal on that. The defense. Well, what the, here's what happened. When asked, does this cover, and I think she mentioned the Foreign uh, uh, Agents Registration Act. Right. Does this cover all of that now? And, and the prosecutor said it does not, and it doesn't cover pending investigation. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Now, that's, that's when the defense said that we don't have an agreement and wanted to rip it up. What I honestly, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's extremely hard for me to, number one, understand it, uh, and, and number two, to see how this would even happen. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's just, this, whole thing, this whole thing is crazy. All plea agreements I've had in federal courts, and that's tax evasion. I've had tax evasion cases, as, you know, uh, embezzlement cases and that type of thing. The plea agreement's very thorough, and, and it, it covers the charges that you're charged with. You know what I mean? For example, if you had a RICO, a corrupt organization, like a mafia thing where you're indicted with a bunch of defendants and you have a plea agreement as to those charges, obviously that encompasses that whole investigation. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't cover it doesn't cover other crimes that you committed or may have committed. You know what I mean? In other words, if you're pleading guilty to drug uh, a drug uh, uh, corrupt organization that certainly doesn't give you immunity and cover any tax evasion that could come out of it. You know what I mean? So I, I think that the fa- I, I think honestly that there was a wink and a nod that we're going to use this like the prosecutors were not going to charge him anyway. But when they had to put that on the record, when they had to say this in open court, it's when they said, well, no, no, no. It doesn't cover pending investigations. And what's so interesting to me is, isn't that always the excuse they use for not revealing their evidence that we can't talk about this because there's a, quote, pending investigation? Right. You always hear that when the FBI's in front of the, you know, being drilled by Congress, can't talk about it, there's a pending investigation, can't talk about it, pending investigation. That's what they get away with all the time. And I think, you know, what, what, what's curious to me is, oh, so you don't, if you would say that, then the investigating Congress could go, well, everything's closed. You, you no longer can use that as a shield to prohibit us from getting all the evidence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. really, it's incredibly convoluted. And I will tell your listeners, I have looked at this and tried to understand this. You know, to, to have... It was a great analogy, like a wedding where they, you know, if anybody objects and the bride and groom both say, we both object. I mean, it's like, it's, it's bizarre and it doesn't happen. Well, here, here's, the th- it. here's the thing, Bill, from what you're describing there, um, and in this piece on the New York Post that I mentioned before we, right before we brought you on here, I was just getting into it, waiting, yeah. waiting to make the connection, but um, Andy McCarthy, uh, he said, uh, in one sentence, they were in cahoots, and that's the only way that yeah. they could have tried to pull something like this off. And and and, it's, and he pointed out that it's not supposed to be a, a friendly negotiation; it's supposed to be adversarial. Correct? Correct. Correct. So, Absolutely correct. So there's no way that they 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 try to get away with this unless, as you said, you can call it. A, I think a wink and a nod pretty much means in cahoots, right? Yes. So, um, we're, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I've had plea agreements where both sides, you know, obviously wanted they, we've reached an agreement and that if there's some little nuance that's not included, we'll work together to iron it out, which, which of course, watch these guys try to do that. 
but but where they're stuck on, and what what's what's so interesting to me is this stuff of does this plea agreement cover any and all investigations going on with this guy? And of course, the government said no. And then for the defense to say that well, then we don't have an agreement. Like so, you're saying that you were expecting complete <laughs> like. Closure and double jeopardy on everything that's going up 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 until today. Yeah, you know, and that's when you know under the under the, the Foreign Registration Act, the, the government said that it does not encompass that. In other words, he could still be charged if there's other crimes and other things that they could show. But according to and, the and, reports, and, Bill, excuse me, but uh, according yeah, to the, uh, some I, of the reports, is that that was in the uh, agreement that the that the judge had, as you said, she would have had it several days at least before she showed up in court. That it was in there, but it seemed like they did a pretty good job of hiding it, or at least thought they had done that. Well, if, if, if it was in there, then why'd she ask? Yeah. Why'd she ask to discover that? If you follow me. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if it was in there, it wasn't clear of exactly what are we talking about here. Well, You know what I mean? Yeah. So i got about a minute and a half left here with Bill Diffenderfer. He's a local criminal defense attorney, been involved in some very high-profile cases here for a long time. So uh, does a does a plea deal always start with the prosecution making an offer, or can you as a defense attorney say, hey, we'll plead guilty to A, B, and C, and then you just drop D and E? That's all in the, John, that's all in the negotiations. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 that's mutual. That's mutual between both sides. Uh-huh. But can I'm, it start I'm with going, you I'm guys? Going, can it start with a defense? Yeah, well, it starts with, it, you know what, it starts with both. Clearly okay. the defense... If I know they have my clients, I'm going down next week to meet a prosecutor to try to reach a plea agreement. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. Where you sit down, you haggle through everything, and you try to come to an agreement of what makes both parties happy. You follow me? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, a lot of times you get it, or a lot of times the prosecutor goes, I can't do that. So then, you're, then your option is saying, we don't have an agreement. I either do an open plea to the judge and rely just on the judge sentencing my guy, and uh, or... Uh, we go to trial. You know, I mean, those are your only two options. Well, hey, Bill, I'm out of time, but, you know, former down-the-street right. neighbor of mine, and uh, if I'm ever accused of a crime that could send me to prison for a long time, you're my guy. I just want you to know that. Have a good weekend, John. Thanks, brother. <laughs> All right. That's Bill, right. Bill Diffenderfer. I'll be right back. I'm John Scott. President Biden welcomes Italy's prime minister to the White House for talks this afternoon. When the conservative Georgia Maloney won Italy's election last September, the president warned about the rise of hard-right populism. And the White House didn't hide its disagreement with the new prime minister's policies. However, Biden officials say that Maloney has proven to be a steady ally in the U.S.-led effort to assist Ukraine against Russia's invasion. And the war will be a main focus of today's Oval Office meeting. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. Russian President Putin has told leaders and officials from most African countries his nation is making full efforts to avert a global food crisis. Despite concerns that its withdrawal from a deal allowing grain shipments from Ukraine will cause price spikes. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 183 points and the Nasdaq is losing 56 now. This is SRN News. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. 
So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. You listen to them every day. Now you have the chance to meet one of our incomparable Salem program hosts face-to-face. Enter the Terrific Talkers VIP experience. The grand prize winner gets to choose which of our 20 radio, TV, and podcast hosts they'd like to meet. Even sit in on the program. Includes airfare, three nights hotel, and more. 20 program hosts. One amazing opportunity. Sponsored by Save the Storks. Register to win now at TheAnswerPGH.com. Ron had a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own. I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes. Those years cost him dearly. Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible. Ron finally called in the pros. I called Optima Tax Relief, and boy, am I happy I did. (laughs) The leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron was overjoyed. They settled my account with IRS. I was ecstatic. They are a lifesaver. They are. I am so happy. <laughs> Take Ron's advice and call Optima now for a free consultation. Yeah, don't do like I did and wait. Call Optima Tax Relief. Do it now. You'll be ecstatic like me. <laughs> call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. AM 1250 The Answer presents the Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar. Enter now for your chance to win the perfect date night for two. August 18th, our grand prize couple will be swept away on our Gateway Clipper dinner cruise, followed by a romantic night stay at the mansions on 5th. Grand prize to be awarded August 11th, followed by three more weekly dinner for two giveaways during August. The Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar, creating lasting relationships with customers for over 50 years. Enter now at TheAnswerPGH.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Heat advisory in effect late tomorrow morning through tomorrow evening. For tonight, it'll be humid with patchy clouds and a low of 70. Near record-breaking highs tomorrow, it'll be humid with clouds and sun, high 93. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, warm, couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Flash flooding and damaging winds possible, low 71. Mostly cloudy Saturday, humid, showers and a heavy thunderstorm, high 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. If the Boy Scouts aren't the Boy Scouts anymore and the ladies' room isn't only for ladies anymore, why would the daughters of the American Revolution only include daughters and not also sons? Uh, The transgender lunatics are coming for the daughters of the American Revolution, and why would anybody be surprised? Mary Margaret Olihan of the Daily Signal has that story. She joins us now. Mary Margaret, thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. So who qualifies as a daughter of the American Revolution, and how long has the, has the group been around? So this group has been around for over 120 years, and they have very strict rules. You know, it's, I think a lot of people might think of it as a little bit of a hoity-toity organization. You know, you have to have a relative that was a Revolutionary War hero to be in this organization. So like a, a war hero ancestor, I would say. Mm-hmm. And um, and so for however long that this organization has been going, if you don't have a re- uh, ancestor like this, you can't be in the organization, and you have to be a woman, you have to be over 18, um, all these different requirements. Now, Recently, some of the members started getting really worried because they heard that the group was thinking about changing some of its policies. And sure enough, at their Continental Congress, their annual gathering, uh, someone proposed that they amend the bylaws. And this is the president of the organization sharing this on a, a live stream that everybody was watching that wasn't able to be there in person. They are changing their bylaws to say that if you're you cannot discriminate based on sexual orientation and a religion, you know, the typical ones, but the sexual orientation one is particularly problematic now because in this context, they're going to use it to interpret that to say that you cannot tell someone that you can't be a daughter of the revolution, uh, a daughter of the American revolution, 
if you are biologically male. So that's a lot of like a mouthful, but basically now under their rules, according to their president, if you are a guy and you get your birth certificate changed to say that you're a girl, you can be a daughter of the American Revolution. And obviously there are a whole lot of women in this organization that are not having that because, um, you know, these are women, they're very patriotic. They're very proud of their ancestry. They're very proud of their revolutionary war hero ancestors. And I spoke to so many of them that were just absolutely outraged. They're resigning. They're complaining. They're stirring up resentment. Uh, These are true daughters of revolutionary war heroes because they're stirring up their own revolts over there. So um, this was a super interesting story. And I couldn't believe the amount of emails that filled my inbox and the amount of phone calls I got. I silenced it for one minute and I came back and I had missed like five. So these women are very worked up about this. Yeah, um, here's the thing I always love, is that a group called Daughters of the American Revolution says, we don't want to discriminate. The name of your organization is discrimination. It's You're not the sons and daughters of the American Revolution. You're the daughters only, which means we discriminate about, we, have, we use discrimination in determining who will be a member and who will not. So how can you be a member of an organization that is uh, that n- needs discrimination to even exist? How can you expect them to 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 change and still exist? It's it's insane to me. Yeah, it's really unclear what the organizers thought they were doing with this. Uh, I reached out and didn't get a proper response. Um, I'm, I'm sure you saw in my story they gave me a very standard boilerplate response about what the organization says and what. Um, what their rules are, and they tried to imply that nothing has changed. Well, that's not true. They amended the bylaw to add this. And during this Continental Congress, if you if you look in our story, and I have a clip of it there too, the president specifically says that if someone has a birth certificate that says they're a female, they can be a daughter of the American Revolution. So they did change something, and people are very upset about it. On um, People that wouldn't normally speak out that are, you know, they're part of the society because they're proud of their ancestors, and now they're feeling compelled. And I shouldn't say people, women who don't normally speak out are feeling compelled to speak up and say, no, I have a problem with this. And not all of them were feeling good about speaking up, but they felt like they should because this was so obviously contrary to what their organization stands for. Yeah, I I remember uh, many years ago, the two women wanted to join the Citadel, which is a, an all-male, was an all-male military college. I think it's in Virginia. And there was a big fight about it, and they finally allowed them in. And I, I forget who it was that wrote the column about it, but uh, he made the point that they've succeeded in uh, joining a um, an organization that no longer exists. Because if, you, if, it's, if it's an organization for men and you get in, it's no longer the organization you wanted to join. It doesn't exist. What you, what you tried to get in has completely changed. And that was what right. made, made it. So it makes no sense to even suggest that a man should be part of the Daughters of the American Revolution, because as soon as he is, it doesn't exist anymore. Right. Yeah, no, and I, I, I'm very curious to find out if there were any activist groups that were involved in pushing this, because... Um, You know, as we've seen all over the country, there are activist groups that are purposefully um, and uh, I would say in some cases maliciously trying to stir things up and bring about changes like this in order to um, impact the integrity of spaces that were designed for men or were designed for women. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in this case, you know, I couldn't get a lot of answers from the Daughters of the American Revolution. One of the women in the story, I believe it was, um, I'm not sure if I quoted her name or not. Uh, But there is a good quote in the story about how this woman believes that the policies are because there's these elite white women now in charge of uh, the organization who are trying to virtue signal. And they're trying to say, our organization is just like everybody else. Look, we are embracing biological males into our group. They want to be heralded as progressive. That was the theory of one of the women that I talked to. Yeah. And and there's a lot of that going around. um, And. We have a the sorority at the University of Wyoming. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that story. There's a six, yes. six foot two, two hundred and sixty pound fat man who says he's a sorority girl, 
and they don't get any support from their uh, national office. You'd think it would be such no. a no-brainer that say no. Sorority means you're a, you're only in if you're a female, and so it's it seems like organizations that are obviously meant to not be uh, uh, serving two sexes are the ones who are targeted, even though everybody's been happy with it for a hundred years. Right. No, it's definitely a phenomenon we're seeing all over the country, and. The good news is, though, that this kind of thing, hard times create strong men, right? Mm -hmm. We see a lot of people around the country who are starting to speak up. And I think the most obvious example of this right now is Riley Gaines, the swimmer who tied with Leah Thomas or Will Thomas Mm -hmm. at the NCAAs. I was there at that swim meet and saw all that happen. Riley has really risen to prominence because she was so fearless in speaking the truth. Um, and there's a lot of other people who are following in her footsteps. For example, for example, the Allen family in Vermont, Daily Signal went up there. We did a documentary with them. We really tried to share their side of the story. And we were so impressed uh, by how they were willing to speak the truth about their situation, even though it might come at a cost. You know, you lose friends. Uh, you might feel like your family's ostracized a little bit, but the truth will set you free, Right. Yeah. Well, I uh, it's funny you mentioned it because uh, I opened the show with a soundbite from Paula Scanlon, who testified at a uh, House Judiciary Subcommittee today on um, uh, transgender issues, um, gender-affirming care uh, issues that they've been discussing. And uh, she also was on the Penn, uh, she was on the Penn team and had to put up with looking at uh, Leah Thomas showing up in her locker room. Um, and and my response to this, and I don't know how much you've you've um, come across this or how many stories you've done on these issues, but I watched uh, I watched this thing live this morning, and that's why I included the soundbite at the top of my show here because I was so impressed with this woman. Um, she, uh, what, I heard her speak, and I thought, boy, that's really impressive that she's saying it now. But what really has bothered me about this all throughout this stupidity is that. And saying something now is nice, but they all all the girls or women on that team, when Leah Thomas showed up, when Will Thomas showed up and claimed to be a woman, they should have said, he stays, we go. You got a nice swimming team with one person on it. That's it. And it, and the, and the, and it ends immediately. And I don't know why they, they still don't seem to be getting that. That that you, you can't do yeah. it after the fact. Just Just quit. Just leave. We're not putting up with the stupidity. Well, you know what? The problem is that a lot of these girls, especially, and, and this is usually girls we're talking about, right? Yeah, this is yeah. girls' spaces that are being invaded. Right. I've actually had the, the pleasure of interviewing Paula, and um, she is the nicest young woman um, and very articulate. And, yeah. and I would say she's fearless yeah. as well. Um, and, you know, I don't necessarily blame her for not speaking out initially because, these girls all have scholarships, you know. They yeah, but here's the thing. I, I agree with that, Mary Margaret. We're talking to Mary Margaret Olihan of the uh, Daily Signal. I agree with that, but it's always worked. Um, you can't it's, – it's, it's sports. I covered sports for 30 years. It's sports. And you can't have an event if you don't have a team. And you, it, you, you can – you don't – if if one girl stands up and says, I'm not putting up with this, then it doesn't do any good. But if every female on the team walks out and you show up at a swim meet and the only person you have representing your team is a man in a woman's bathing suit, the insanity ends. There's no, there's no, there's right. no meet. It doesn't happen. And they can't take no, everybody's scholarship so right. away. It, you're absolutely right. I think that the problem here is that uh, it, was, it was kind of unprecedented. And so the... Yeah, the, it was new then, yeah. And, yeah, so with these girls, you know... I think Paula wanted to stand up, but she was one of the only girls on her team that was actually articulating that she was upset. And from based on what I've heard, some of the girls on the team uh, were even kind of sucking up to Leah Thomas or Will Thomas, um, acting like this was cool. Yeah. Uh, the coaches weren't great. The whole situation was really bad. And while I think that absolutely taking a stand like that would have made a huge difference, I'm really excited to see Paula speaking up now and, um, I, I'm hearing that some of the some of the some of the these advocates are really hoping that coaches will speak out. You know, coaches play a huge role in all of this. So, I'd really like to see some coaches speaking up. And um, if there's any coaches that want to talk to me about this, I would definitely be interested. Yeah, I wrote a column about this. I was writing a column for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. I, I wrote this four years ago. I said this that 
that the way this ends is just um, and it goes. What we're, we started off talking here about the daughters of the American Revolution. It could work the same way there, where if you have eighty percent, ninety percent of the members get together and say, "You let a man in, we're out. We're going to start our own organization that only includes daughters. We'll call it something else. We'll call it not daughters of the American Revolution. It'll be a, a separate organization." <laughs> but but and you're right about the coaches. Um, the uh, again. I think this is a it's a it's a problem that exists more with females, mostly because they're the victims of it, but also because they approach sports differently than men do. I think uh, a man, if if I'm coaching a uh, a, uh, a twelve and under baseball team, and uh, we got a championship game tonight, and a, the team shows up with a sixteen year old pitcher, my team's not playing. It's just not going to happen. It's too stupid. I'm not doing that. It's just it right. just it doesn't it makes no sense, and uh, and it it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't last five minutes. And but but because it's women who are put at the disadvantage because of the advantage that men have, then they suffer the consequences. But they should be the ones who are saying this is just too stupid. And and the thing with um, and you you said you interviewed Paula Scanlon and she talked about it today uh, in front of Congress. The the thing that makes it different uh, for when when you start talking about swimming. Is because you had this uh, male person show up strutting around in a in a female swimsuit, changing his swimsuit in front of everybody and expecting the uh, the women to do the same in front of him. Now we're talking about real insanity, and it and right. it, and, and, it, and, it, and it continues to and and you have people in Congress defending it today. Yeah, that was particularly offensive. I was covering this hearing, and um, actually, I would I would encourage anyone who's listening. One of my favorite clips from this hearing today was one Chloe Cole, who is a outspoken oh, yeah. young woman. She's um, I believe she's 18 years old now, but she underwent a gender transition when she was a minor. Mm-hmm. Um, and what and that's I, I I don't like using that phrase because I think it really whitewashes what happened. She got a double mastectomy. Right. Her breasts were removed. She really has horrible. Um, long-standing repercussions from the testosterone injections she was taking and the puberty blockers. But Chloe, um, she gave this beautiful little testimony at the end where uh, Congressman Chip Roy asked her if she would like to say anything um, to her Democratic critics who were basically saying, um, you know, that her and Paula's testimonies didn't really matter and that what mattered is the feelings of these people who identify as transgender. And Chloe asked to speak to uh, a woman who was at the hearing, she was a witness, and she's the mother of a child who identifies as a boy when she is, in fact, a girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chloe said to her, and I, I, I'm not going to try and quote her because I'll butcher it, and it's beautiful, and it's my pinned tweet on my Twitter, Mary Mark Olihan, but Chloe basically told this mother, um, I don't hate you. I feel very much compassion for you and what you're going through. I think that you remind me of my own mother and father and how they were lied to. She started crying, started telling her how she really hopes that her daughter, who identifies as a boy, um, that this girl will have a happy life and won't have to regret her life the way that Chloe currently does. And it's incredibly moving. Uh, I highly recommend that if you can take a moment to watch it, you do so, because this is this is the battle that we are talking about. And this is this is the the crux of of this gender um, yeah. ideology arguments. Yeah, I had that. I I, I had the, I have that soundbite. The whole the whole speech she gave today. I was going to use it today, but I don't have time. So I had I only had time for the smaller soundbite from Paula Scanlon. But I I know exactly what I saw the speech. And she, by the way, it's her nineteenth birthday today. I think. So yeah, yeah I, I have about a minute left. Um, this whole thing with the daughters of the American Revolution, everything we've been talking about here for the last few minutes. Is this a First Amendment issue? Um, well, you know, I'm no legal scholar, yeah. but it could it could be. Um, it's kind of up to the women that are in the organization to see what they do about it, because uh, I know some of them are resigning because they don't want to be part of the group anymore because they're disgusted. Others are trying to get the president to get a second opinion on the bylaws, because obviously the, uh, the organizers of the DAR, they have to have a reason for why they're making this. This move and their reason is that if they don't add this um, sexual orientation reference to their bylaws, then their nonprofit status might be at risk. And that's according to some some legal expert that they consulted. So I spoke to one woman who said that she wants them to get another opinion. 
um, that she doesn't believe that that's accurate and that they should be hearing from a couple different legal experts rather than this one. Well, the insanity has to stop at some point, and when the daughters of the American Revolution and sororities are are being told that it's normal to have men running around in their organization, we know it's reached total insanity. And uh, I'm glad there are people like you out there uh, pushing against it and looking forward to what you write about that hearing today. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's Mary Margaret Olihan, and uh, she's from The Daily Signal, and I'll be right back. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $30 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer is increasing taxes. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Beth Andrews and the team at NetWorth Advisors know what to look for. Beth can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 800-426-1428 to set up a visit with Beth Andrews and NetWorth Advisors. 800-426-1428. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now. 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Networth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, We're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story for your free Writer's Guide. Call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. 800-255-9500. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, i got a couple minutes left here, a couple of uh, stories. This is, uh, this is an interesting story. Um, the U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, was summoned to Capitol Hill today to give testimony before a congressional committee that he is not, in fact, bald. Mayorkas stood by his previous claims that he is not. I'm sure you've seen a picture of uh, Alejandro. Uh, He stood by his previous claims that he is not bald, even after photographic and video evidence otherwise was made public. Quote, there is simply no truth to the rumors that I am bald, Mayorkas said, as the lights of the room where the hearing was being held reflected brightly off his smooth scalp. <clears throat> My thick, full head of hair that you can clearly see right here before you is proof that I'm being honest with you and the American people. Republican members of the committee expressed exasperation that Mayorkas continued to deny his baldness despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. What do you mean you're not bald? shouted Ohio Congressman Jim Dort. Jordan, we can see you. We're sitting here right now staring at your weird-looking cue ball head. People don't get any more bald than that. 
I'm sure the next thing you're going to try to tell me is that the border is secure. This is outrageous. And though media reports and witness testimony seem to corroborate allegations of Mallorca's baldness, the secretary maintained his forthrightness. Quote, people saying I'm bald are simply trying to mislead the public. I'm dealing in facts here, not fringe conspiracies. So that's what you got coming from, uh, that's the Babylon Bee. That's, they're the best. Uh, and I, I have time to, I, I'm going to give you one more since I got some extra time here. I'm going to give you another one from Babylon B, and I'm going to have to, it ruins it when I tell you beforehand who it is, but I have about a minute and a half here. So, Senators Excited, this is the headline, Senators Excited Thursday's lunch will now include pudding with their strained peas. Members of the upper house shuffled excitedly down the hall on their way to lunch Thursday after hearing congressional chefs were prepping something special in addition to their usual meal of strained peas and blended cube steak. Ooh, I hear it's chocolate pudding, exclaimed Senator Dianne Feinstein. I haven't had chocolate smoosh-smoosh since Otto von Bismarck made his trek across the Delaware. And another thing, why are the lights in here so bright and where's Dorothy with my whacking stick? Senator Mitch McConnell was seen paddling toward the cafeteria with a sparkle in his eye after hearing about the addition to the meal, which interns call a big deal for the aging senators who look forward to little added treats to their standard lunches. So, and then they went and were entertained by Clarence Wilson and the doo-wops, which uh, should, should mean a lot to you. Anyway, it's important. They're old. Go home. It's time to quit. You get the point? Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.